Welcome to Movie New Beer, everybody. This is Dan Bergenison, and we have a wonderful Halloween-ish episode where we spooky. had a spooky, oh, oh, oh. spooky, spooky movie. Spooky. Not so spooky, but it was a fun movie, and we bah. had a couple of friends with us to watch it. And this is this is Aaron. I'm your co-host. I'm your lotion expert. We had beer. It puts <laughs> the lotion on. And I'm Blake. I'm your Anthony Hopkins and sort of Jodie Foster expert. Sort of Jodie Foster. I'm covering a couple because I don't know her as her stuff as well. I know a lot more than Anthony Hopkins, and we're missing poor Brian because of life. So because of yeah, life, I'm trying happens. to cover a couple of spots. I know everything there is to know about this movie. You know, this yes. this might be the first time I've recorded here without Brian. I'm gonna oh, say yeah. like, All right, well, I, the dynamics will be so fascinating for me. Fun. Like, what's what's the how how does our behavior? What's the, the I will have to psychological carry, dimension. How I'll, ha- it, I'll have to carry all the movie nerd weight. As yeah. you beer nerds just overpower me, yeah. so I'm not a beer nerd, man. Filming, I just, yada yada yada. I, I so. did college radio. That's the only reason I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Silence of the Lambs. Oh man, which never actually gets spoken in the movie. No, we, we, but the screaming of the lambs sure the does. Screaming sure it, does. It gets <laughs> referenced. Uh, so, th- this movie was made in 1991. Sir Anthony 1990. Hopkins. Uh, Sir, Anthony, Sir Anthony Hopkins. It was made uh, in Foster. Foster, but it was made it was in phenomenal. But it came out in 91, and it, it, yeah, it yeah, was yeah. an amazing, amazing film. I've seen it a few times. It's been on TV. It is. It has a little bit of gore. It has a little bit of language. Well, it has it a lot of cultural resonance. This has yes. cultural cachet. Yeah. It, it has so many references in like Family Guy and everywhere else. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Everywhere. Seth Green uh, so, reportedly, according to MTV, according to IMDb, based his Chris voice in Family Guy off of Buffalo Bill. I don't know how true that is. I yeah. guess I can see, I can hear it, but like, sure, I guess. But also, like, they make a whole reference in the show where Chris is dancing around in the classic Buffalo Bill style, tucking yes. his genitals between his legs and yes. dancing around like, would you F me? I'd F me. I'd F like, me. Yeah, yeah. Like, so we watched this movie, and we knew we were going to watch it ahead of time. We had planned on, hey, we went to do a Halloween film. We went yeah. back and forth on a few different Spooky. ones. I was up in the Vancouver, which would be the... Vancouver, Washington. Washington. Yeah, not the real Vancouver where, for, um, for our listeners. Buying some alcohol, and I was like, hey, let me find some stuff that I ain't going to get in Oregon. Oregon. And so I found a couple of beers. Uh, one was a really, and they're both really big because this is a big, heavy movie. And I really wanted to get something that was apropos to what we were watching. So I got uh, Attempted Murder well, by Bombastic Brewing, which is a stout. And then big, heavy beers. What giant man of shadows, which is like sort of. Well, it says Belgian style strong. It's a Belgian ale. strong. Emphasis on strong. strong. Silver City. So these are, these are foreign beers. Not really, but they are, and they're really, really big and giant. And we're going to talk about them later on. But they went really amazingly well with the film. They sure did. I will absolutely get into how well they match. I would not stop bothering Dan about it. it but it, uh, was, uh, it was. I did not. I was just like, hey, these are two good-looking beers. I've never had yeah. either of them. I've had beers from Silver City, but not from Bombastic, well, hope, which is out of Utah. If but, we can take a step back from the good-looking beers, though, and talk yeah. about the good-looking movie. Oh my yes. god! Amazing filmography, amazing uh, incre- sound, incredible music. Yes, yeah. the sound, the sound effects, and and they really emphasized that they pushed it hard. They, they, well, yeah. you guys pointed it out. So if you haven't seen Silence of the Lambs, spoiler alert, I guess because we're going to talk about the ending. I, this this is now is from like 1991. Like yeah, yeah this is a 30 year old movie. So th- there's a point where Clarice is talking to Hannibal Lecter, and every time 
what is that that thing? Like oh, there's the, there's the, the handoff, like a, there's the, a, the like slider, a, the slider. A, what do we thing? call that? Like a Dropbox? It's a Dropbox. I guess yeah. it's Dropbox. It's an old school Dropbox. Uh, to, into his uh, cell, it would always make a loud clang noise. Yeah, and, and I pointed out. I pointed out like, wow, the sound guys really went overboard here. Yeah, because like, like, yeah, it yes, was very and metallic, very which, loud. Which was point of the, which made sense for the scene. Like, despite only being in like twenty percent of the movie, Anthony Hopkins like. Steals the entire Sir film. Anthony Hopkins. Yeah, he he takes the entire film. Like the and I and, I can't forget yes. it. I watched this ages ago. I forgot he wasn't the villain. No, but, he's not. And he's he's, he's in helping. it, but he's barely in it. But his scenes, you they stand out. Well, I I, I think That's he taps why, in. We talked a little bit of that with this. That's kind of as we were we commented a little bit as we were watching it. But I I think it taps a, into a this. <laughs> I think there's kind of this innate psychological discomfort or fear. Of somebody using your own mind against you. Yeah, and, I believe. Yeah, and yeah. I and I think he that, that was his entire mo. Yeah, and he has this expertise. He has this knowledge. He has an an impeccable eye for detail. I mean that that he, he attacks Clary Starling, uh, played by Jodie Foster, for her accent. Yeah, immediately, and, and this idea of like, oh, you're like one generation removed from poverty, and you know all this stuff that he says to her up front. Part, yeah. part of the like, trivia of this movie, which we, we all kind of discovered at the same time, Sir Anthony Hopkins on the day like surprising uh, Jodie uh, Foster, Jody Foster. Yeah. and she thanked him later, like, oh, I appreciate that you really got a good reaction out of me. It's legit. He didn't plan it. He didn't tell her ahead of time, hey, I'm going to yeah. do this. He just hit her with it. Right. Mm-hmm. And she felt offended. And yeah. like that's what you see in the Wh- movie. Which is a key part of their relationship. Like Dr. Lecter the reactions and, are Dr. Legit. Lecter and uh, Clary Starling have a very specific, special relationship. She's not in later movies, is she? I don't think so. It's just this movie, but it's so, he's so like, specific. I, I see you. I want to, I am in, intrigued well, by you. And I right. want to get involved with this. He made it I don't very care. clear. But he, he made di- it very clear. He hadn't seen anybody in eight years. He had not interacted with anybody just, other than the orderlies like there. Bar- Barney and the, do- and and the, head the doctor. doctor. And the head doctor. And, yeah. And, and Miggs. Yes. Yeah. So they had sent people in and that was sort of the premises. Is why are they sending us this like green newbie who's not even uh, actually this, an FBI this, agent? This uh, has to be said, a female agent. A female agent, yes. That, that and, was a particular point of the... Uh, yeah, played up a lot in the film where right. yeah, she there's a, a couple secondary th- role and very I, not Bechtel test. Well, no, I'll, I'll say, I mean, it, to, to bring up the Bechtel test, I'll yeah. say like, you know, for me, um, you know, being born when I was, I don't want to date my tel- myself too specifically, but oh, like you do. when I, 1925. Okay, when I when I was done with school and I got kind of my first real job in the early 2000s, yeah, my line of business executive was a woman, and so for me it was always been very normal to have women in leadership positions, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. you know, and not have it's not a big deal. It's like, are they competent? And yes, great, good. You learn what you can from them, like any other person, and it, it, it's not a big deal. Yeah. But to think then in 1991, which wasn't that long before I started my career, there are some very specific moments in this film where there are some, uh, I'll say like gender role or maybe gender politic issues that come up. So our, our heroine of this movie is kind Clarice of brought Sterling. into a situation with uh, West Virginia cops and with, specifically shut out of with, an important conversation with the local constabulary. Yeah, which I can say, having grown up, admittedly, admittedly, it, it, it very close legit. to the West Virginia border, like that, it is a very much a boys' club. It's just the nicest way I can say that. 
and, 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 and they re- they really held up. Like, but, uh, but also, but, but when you scene, grew, when you grew scenes, up, it was the '90s too. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But yeah. like in the scene, they really harnessed in on that. They really focused on like she was the one like five foot four. I think we yeah, we, we really googled short. she's very a short, f- physically five, diminutive woman, five foot yeah. four the only woman, woman the only woman five foot four right of, amongst like five foot nine to six foot men all white with mustaches with mustache a lot of them had mustaches. mustaches they all had kind of the same look all, all dressed in the same like uh local deputy like, not grays like that like shiny black kind of yeah, jacket it's, kind of brown. They it's no it's deputy yeah, brown yeah, like deputy state brown. trooper color yeah like they really harnessed focusing on that like there's a lot of browns in the movie but her brown was very particular but, but, and there's this like oh it's uniform we're all the same guy yeah. but but she, her supervisor has a conversation with the local sheriff and yeah. she is specifically not included of like, oh, can we have a word in private? Wait, which she calls out later. Yeah, she does. And I thought that that was it was good that she called it out because she did specifically say, you know, they look for you, they look to you to see what the example yeah. is. They look to you, to you, to, see to, how you it's to see what the which venture is. I kind of wonder if this is a way for the movie to kind of have its cake and eat it too. It yes. might be. You know, like do it, play it both oh, ways. She's aware. She's aware. She. Yeah. She's she not she's stupid. Immor- she's not stupid. Not at all. And unfortunately, maybe a little it, young, it little naive. Comes to bite little her in the butt a little bit at the end of the movie, where she's, she's the one so that, that solves the problem. That's probably and everyone else is let off a straight. That's probably why Lecter likes her so much. She's so smart, right? But she's so young and easy well, to manipulate. Which it, to him is like, oh, this is having my cake oh, and eating it too. He's having fun. Th- that sucking noise he makes. Yeah. He's having well, fun. he said it at the very end of the movie. I mean, it's like, I I want to exist. But the world is be, more interesting. And the world is the more, world interesting more interesting with, with, me, with, you, with you in it. With you in it. And I'm not going to leave you gonna astray. Mess I'm going to mess. I'm, I'm okay. going to help you. Okay. He says that. way more challenging to me okay. to he, okay. you in it. He says that. But if he had the opportunity... He would skin her. He would eat her. Also, I don't think, I don't so. think so. No, he would. He I would. don't think so. No, he I would. Think so. I don't. The, I don't the one know. touch I, was just the one touch as she handed his the papers or he handed papers back and he touched her finger. It's just I want to know who I'm dealing with. No, okay. yes. no, okay. that was okay. I want to know what your skin feels like. That was what I, that was. Yeah, I, no, I don't know. That was what I, I want to know what your skin feels like because I might take it. Uh, no, the, the, so he he. Do you He's remember not a skin taker. It's Buffalo Bob, baby. And correct, Buffalo Bob, correct. Which, Buffalo which Bob Bill. is the Skinner. It's Bill. However, Buffalo Bill. Buffalo Bill. Buffalo Bill. I apologize, Bill. but right. I, yeah, I followed so, Blake into that mistake. Uh, Aaron, if you want to make your point before I uh, get back into the premise okay. of this movie, I was going to say. Uh, <laughs> I think that the, the character Hannibal Lecter, like, yeah, absolutely, Clarice. He he would he would eat her liver. Like how dispassionate he was about his former client. Yeah, former client, not this new the former client that he maybe worked with for years that he had an understanding of who that person was nubile sharp as a tack woman figured out all the acronyms student of um yeah he's gonna eat her liver and like take all her powers too student of the uh the the name he mentioned earlier uh god i I think he's 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 a cannibal he he has something with the the power of overcoming somebody and the cannibalism in it this is so overcoming a more powerful person i think would be even more of a draw for hannibal lecter as a character than than like leaving this interesting person you could talk to like he's not interested in talking to people he eats people I love this take that you've. This is the first time you've seen this movie, and I've seen this movie a couple times. I've seen this movie, yeah. Years. Uh, so I this love movie. this take. This is my first time I, no, seeing no, this movie. No, 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 this, this is not later. me calling you out. This is me saying fresh. I, I love 
how different our takes are where you're saying he's going to eat her. And oh, I'd, he would. He would. I'd, I'd love this movie. I'd love this know. movie for several, you know, at least 10, 15 years. Know. And I'm like, I think she, I don't think right. he wants to eat her. I think he so, just, so you're a romantic right, right, here right, right, and I'm right, kind of right, cynical. Right. I am. I am. I'm kind of cynical. Let's step back for a second and say, this is the second of three movies. No, it's the first. It's the first, isn't it? It is the first. It's the first. Then they, they did made, Hannibal, which they is the Hannibal, pre- which sequel. Is the sequel. And then, and then Red Dragon, Red which Dragon, is a prequel. Which are all three based off of books. Book. Books that were written yeah. in 1988 yeah. by Tom Harris. All of them were 1988? Well, they, they came. He, the first one was the one that this is based <laughs> off is 1988. I'm going to be like, that's a busy writer. Wow. Um, <laughs> He's a Stephen King. He's doing cocaine all day. <laughs> so 1981, Red Dragon came out. Is when it was produced and, and put out. So the this one was put out in '88. That this was based off. So it, it's been like a decade of writing and putting it out, but it's all based around Hannibal Lecter and where he was as a, a younger person discovering his need for food in people, and then him his getting caught. And then after, let's call it what it is. Yeah, and and all three movies have been made. Well, so and they're all re, three really really good movies. Did, 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 but did the this books? one I think set the tone. Did the books explore Hannibal Lecter as a character specifically like after Silence of the Lamb came out and like that character freaked that the F well, out of all the, the audiences and really resonated? The, like the the Red Dragon really sets the tone for it. It, to, it really uh, yeah. he yeah. is a psychotic person who like well, he gets yeah, broken right. and just Well Red kills. Dragon is think, the prequel, which sets yeah. up like how insane he is. And then yeah. Hannibal is like him delving into his deepest like yeah. darkest well, needs. I, I, he he eats part of Ray Lito's brain. That's a whole yes. part of the movie. I mean, my question is, I think maybe the author and the filmmakers here, like Hannibal's just one character of many in this film. He doesn't have the most screen time. Oh, very he, limited screen he time. Doesn't. And I think it might be like just seeing how audience react, how audiences reacted to this and understanding like how he creeped them all out by oh, tapping into these inherent fears people have. That it might be the author and the filmmaker said, like, hey, this is a character worth exploring. This is a character that people are like. So this is a 1990s film. Yeah. Absolutely no blue or green screen. This is all just live action. It's all practical. Yeah. It's all practical all effect. All 100% practical. Including the upsetting parts I had to look away for because it's, bri- it's briefly gory. gory. It's briefly gory. In it it is. There's some, like, cadaver stuff. Yeah. And doing things with bodies. You boys want some uh, some trivia? Oh, there's oh, yeah. some awesome trivia to this movie. Sir Anthony Hopkins viewed the film as a last-ditch effort to really break out in Hollywood. What? What? Yeah. He'd acted in movies and television since the 1960s, but he hadn't really, hadn't really reached A-list status. Or the prestige he was hoping with his screen acting career. Prestige. If he hadn't garnered the career boost he was seeking with his film, he would then quit his acting career in Hollywood and focus all his efforts on setting British stage. Wow. So if this hadn't We're taken lucky. off, we would not have gotten his... And I, I haven't mentioned MCU in a while. You're going to nerd out a little bit in here. But he was amazing as Odin, especially in Thor Ragnarok. Like He was such a good father figure for like Thor and Loki after... like. To okay, all he has films. to do is just stand there and looks look. Cool. He's so good at acting. He he's incredible. He, he has some gravitas. Like, it's he, true. He, he's got charisma, which, like to to the nth degree. Which even in this film, he had it. And for Jodie Foster to stand up to that, oh my god! So, well, it, I mean, she's are, incredible. Yeah. She's incredible. But there are ways that her character kind of falters in trying to interact with this person yeah. who nominally would have no power. It's a complete reversal but of the power dimension. She dimin- does give expect. him a lot of stuff. She oh yeah. yeah. So here's my, much. here's my whole name and address and everything. Let me walk up ID. right to your, let me walk right up to your cage with the guys told me not to uh, do. Why don't you go ahead and sit down, Jodie Foster and I'll keep standing and, in this power. In this po- yep. 
Exactly. Um, I, I think she knew what she was doing to get what she wanted, and and he knew that. Although she was doing towards this. the okay. although towards the end when he had her on the phone and then left, she kept going, Doctor Lecter, Doctor Lecter, Doctor Lecter. She kept right. calling for him like I don't know where he so, is. I screwed up. Let me ask Jodie Foster as a as a young woman candidate for the FBI Academy, twenty nine years old, managing <laughs> Hannibal Lecter. Well, the actress was 29. We, we don't know if the character was the quite char- that old. The character was, was a little younger. Probably a little younger. But a young a young woman managing this abhorrent criminal behind bars. How does she manage Hannibal Lecter in ways that might be different than managing her own boss? Not a whole lot because her boss Ooh. was very, very challenging in a lot of the same ways. Right. She she had to play him I, as I much feel as she like, could within right. the constraints of what her environment was. And allowed. you see, I feel you see like, the other candidates in yeah. the law school, like checking her out while she's jogging. But, you know, a bunch like, of other tall white men. Yep. I feel like she gave Lecter more than she gave her boss. Yes. She, oh, she gave yeah. him more, yeah, but her yeah. boss, she, she was more reserved. She was like, I'm not going to tell you anything, but... Dr. Lecter, here's where I grew so, up, here's what I did. Well, she, Lecter and then even she said, more. Does he, she found do Buffalo think, Bill. Do you think he wants to sleep with you? Do you think he wants, does he fantasize about, does your boss fantasize about you? He even says that in the film, and it's just Hannibal like, says the, that. Hannibal, Hannibal says, says that, that. and she's boss, like, I don't really care. The boss might, I don't think he- Lecter does. No. I like, really Lecter don't. doesn't, he, but that, it, that is... It gets brought so, up to empower her in, to be in control of the situation, and I think that's, it's a very important dynamic that yeah, yeah, he's allowing her to own. But I think Hannibal is predatory. In some ways, her boss is predatory, too. Oh, of course, too. yeah. Oh, like, yeah totally. like, That's absolutely correct. That never comes up in the film, but you kind of, like, you see how they sit, how close together and, like, yeah. the helicopter and, like, the stuff. She, like, she's often in a lower position and, in the scene and then the other men. Well, it sets up Even the, in the car, like, It sets up back, the context the, the, for yeah, the whole her, rest of the film yeah. of, like, oh, is he going to do something? Is he going to say something? Is and like, I'll tell you, like, as I am a hetero white dude, I never think about anybody trying to take advantage of me, but that one line in the movie... Makes me wonder, like through every scene that she is in the movie with her boss later, is something going to happen? And I think it puts you into like her mindset because men, men are probably doing that all the time. It's funny you mentioned her mindset, Aaron. Uh, one of the trivia points I wanted to ask you boys after we watched it: when characters are talking to Sterling, they often talk directly to the camera. Fourth, fourth but, wall breaking no, no. or not? Uh, no, just to the camera. When she's talking to them, she's always looking slightly off camera. The director has explained this was done so as the audience would directly experience her point of view, but not theirs. And you notice it really early in the film when like Lecter's looking uh, at her, when like her director's looking at her. Oh, they're staring her straight. But, but the then camera. when you look at her, she's looking off to the side. She's always looking all the oh no, I yeah. don't think that's what that is. Encourage the audience to more more readily identify with her. Yeah. Put you uh, in her shoes yeah. as these like awful men, all these men. Right. You meet one other woman, like well, two other women. Well, one other woman she interacts with, but they never only they only talk about the case. The other woman in the film is in a pit. Well, my, my, the my, other women are dead. My last point on gender politics is ostensibly the good guys, all of the sheriffs and, and deputies they're after not this good guys. kind of. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're, they're, they are. They're sheriffs they're and deputies. that way, but they're not. But, like, she has to ask. They're oblivious. They're oblivious. And yeah. she has to ask them to clear out so they can perform the autopsy for this poor dead woman. Yeah. And uh, she has to ask more than once. Clear out the room, guys. And, and There's the some I, stuff we the, need to do from th- her family. I, I like the idea grateful. that she's the only one who would ever pitch, like, hey, can you guys leave so we could do this? And her right? boss and no, is in the no room. No man would ever do it. Her coworker right. and her boss are in the room, and they don't say anything. Her, her they're boss, all, who, They're all having coffee. They're all her, talking her to her. Her boss, who told the sheriff, hey, let's leave so this woman doesn't have to hear us talking. Like, like yeah. which he yeah. said later he did for the local so, politics, which growing up near West Virginia, I wouldn't put it past them. 
That's so now, I'm gonna I'm gonna say uh, like Blake. Uh, I know you're not from West Virginia. Uh, you're 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 from uh, a bit further east in Virginia. But uh, I was gonna ask like, could this have been set in other locations and really worked? Like I know like Langley's a thing. The FBI is a Lang- thing. Langley's like, really and the, some of the cultural context of West Virginia and like. Hannibal Lecter using intergenerational poverty as a psychological lever, it, like some of that really works in that spot, in that in that place, that sense of place. But like, could this have been set in Texas? Could this have been set in Arizona? Not as much. Like like Appalachia is really really poor, right? And, and Buffalo Bill was found in Tennessee. Wait, there's a real dude. Well, the, in the movie. Oh, okay. No, it's going to be like, hold on. Like, I know there's Buffalo Bill, like the, you no, know, no, sorry, the sorry. Ringling Brothers. Like, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but. <laughs> I'm going to skin this woman. Uh, no, no. Uh, in the and movie, then I'll like, bring out the tigers. So <laughs> they'll also skin the woman. It's weird. Wow. These poor women. All right. So, uh, but yeah, these tigers are real. Mean. But Appalachia. No, no. Appalachia is like just built. Some to, of the poorest areas of the United no, States. No, it's generationally poor. Like right. the, the, the mother's. And mothers and fathers are poor, so their sons and daughters just stay poor. It is a massive cycle. problem. Intergenerational yeah, it's a cycle. cycle. It's a problem. There's ways to fix it, but I, we're not going to. Oh, oh it and now here. there's you know drug but, issues in that area. People no, no, trying to massive escape drug issues. The, the grind of daily which life, which this movie never touches on. Which it makes sense. Like they're focusing on a man who's psychotic, uh, who, who's hunting women for their skin. It, like the area is. Like subject to more issues due to it being poor, due right. to being just and, and he's got at least three to four more bodies before he gets that full skin suit. Yeah, full suit. You see it. I on mean, the shoot, they talk about in the movie thing. like You're she like, was oh, dunked crap. here like three weeks ago, but she just surfaced. She may be the yeah. first one. They say that in the movie. Like, yeah, that sounds right. Like locals aren't going to say. I mean, they might say something, but a lot of locals will just be like, "That's another fucking body, whatever." Yeah, we don't care. <laughs> not my problem. Yeah, just like, like not, not my problem. Like it's, so, it's just it, it's a really damning take on that well, area, but it's not but entirely I, inaccurate. Uh, I, well, I kind of wonder. Like, so there there is maybe some like uh, uh, poverty phobia or maybe a de- denigration of the poor, but there's also some LGBTQ stuff in this film. Yeah, also. I asked, I asked yeah. about that when we were watching. I was and, like, I don't remember if there was and, any backlash. So he, I don't, know I don't if he recall. Aaron and I are in the wrong pool like, to ask about the the trans community. So, take on it so, so, they so just a blanket statement we aren't making any claims for or against whatever community yeah. we're well, just blake hold on i'm asking okay Dan. so <laughs> i apologize so you're, it, you're is mentioned, it is mentioned jodie foster does explain while she's talking to hannibal at the very beginning about what the characteristics are of this character and be it that yeah. hannibal makes it very clear it's not about him being trans it's about him desiring what he sees you mean Buffalo Bill? Correct. Yeah, Buffalo and, Bill. And not he Hannibal. mentions what he once he thinks is transgender, but it's Covet, not? coveting. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which is a different, complete desire than I internalize like, it, and this is who I am. So I desire yeah. it versus I am this. I, exactly. And it's a right. good distinction that he makes in the film. So I don't think the LGBT community or the trans community has anything to say about it because this is just a psychotic person who envisions himself a certain way. And it's unfortunate that that's what he envisions yeah. himself as. And he's trying to make himself into that, transforming himself as the moth 
and the right. transformation, mm-hmm. which does occur three or four times when they talk to him. Just about mm-hmm. almost every time that she talks to Hannibal, he talks about that moth and that transformation yeah. being an important role in him wanting to become that. And he can't because he was denied by all of the major the, institutions. At that, that time, the three right. major gender reassignment. Uh, yeah. Baltimore, so, Tennessee. So he has to do it himself. Like it was John Hopkins. It was they said University of Minnesota, but they meant the Mayo Clinic. Mayo. Okay, guys, okay, yes. okay, yeah. Uh, and then uh, I think it was like somewhere in L.A., somewhere in California. Yeah. I forget. Uh, but back then, but yeah, yeah they, there wasn't a lot of that, and it yeah. was very 1991, right? And, and he made it very clear. It was a yeah, it was a big thing, and misleading to them. Hey, this is somebody who's been denied by all three, one or more, and. They ran with that, and that was totally just misleading them. And she yeah. figured it out. It was like, yeah, no, was, he's just wanting something there locally that he saw and yeah. wants to be like. Right. And that's why you see him when he's putting a lipstick on and he's putting, yeah, would you fuck me? I'd fuck me. Would you fuck mm-hmm. me? And it's mm-hmm. like that's the whole well, thing. He's just driving towards that need to be visual. I think. I think part of it, though, is touching on this like human uh, tendency to just fear what you don't understand. And this this hmm. movie, like so, how so? Mental illness or or s- psychological issues, uh, it can it can be really difficult or hard to know how to interact with somebody when they don't follow the norms of your culture, and that could be you know like across cultures, you know you, you're you're fish out of water in some other culture and you don't know what the rules are. That can be a little uncomfortable, but also then mental illness. You say hello to somebody. And you don't know, like, why are they acting in a way that's different, that's, you know, quote unquote, not right. Yeah. And, and what's really funny is Hannibal Lecter is so focused on being polite, being courteous. He, he's so focused very, on. He's focused on the manners. Mountain on manners of mm-hmm. like what mm-hmm. is culturally expected. Clarice and, mentions that during the movie. Like, it, it, it wouldn't be, uh, I forget the exact line, but she mentions how it would be against his manners. It'd be impolite, it'd be rude. He'd yeah, consider yeah, it to be yeah, rude. Yeah. And uh, I think that there's something to that in that, you know, people generally fear what they don't understand. Agreed. And, you know, mental illness is this this thing that results in behaviors that people just don't understand. And I think that's a lot of the discomfort people see with somebody with uh, disabilities or psychosis or whatever else, that it's just they don't they don't know how to respond. They don't know what the rules are. They don't know how to react to somebody that's going to throw jizz at him in a hallway. Yes. That and happens and 12 that, minutes it, into the movie. It shakes. So <laughs> yeah, Aaron that's was, not a spoiler, really. And, Aaron yeah. was saying, wow, this just jumps right in. And we're and both Blake and I were like, yeah, there's there's yeah. no soft. You see right. her in it, training. It jumps right in. And not 30 and, seconds later, a psychiatric inmate throws jizz at our heroine. It's mixed, dude. Yeah. I mean, it's no, just no, it's it's the, challenging. What I love about this film is. Uh, can we say jizz? Is that allowed? Is that one of the forbidden words? I can Please. say uh, it, it, ejaculate. We're I'm pretty gonna, sure ejaculate. We're going so, to bleep all of it. <laughs> really? I, I figure anyway, ejaculate is safe and you don't have to bleep Dan's ejaculate. Dan's going to make us re-record <laughs> the, the entire podcast. We're, gonna, we're just going to bleep oh, We might be more sober one. for it. So. <laughs> nah, not, not if I have yes. anything to say about it. These are it. really big beers and yes, we yeah, are my God. I just want to say, the movie does start, what I love about this movie is it starts real big. Like, Well, it starts real soft. You get Clarice like training. She's jogging because she's still like in training. She's yeah, she's in training. She's in the academy, and then she gets thrown into this massive, way too big project. So she should not be dealing with Hannibal Lecter. Why her? And then she should not. Uh, Just to stop for a second, why her? She should not be dealing with Hannibal Lecter. Why her? I feels like her. her, There's no other. There's no other women agents, and like there's at least one other, and her boss apparently thinks she should not. The other 
a woman should not do it. Apparently, they keep talking about how she's big into the uh, psychology, the behavioral politics, behavioral of it. sciences. Like, like she, like they, she's really focused on that. Yeah, and I guess he just think maybe he thinks uh, Lecter will go for that because yeah. she's be, not as threatening as a male because agent. She, because she, she has it, vulnerabilities and she because right. she's interested. No, because she's interested in that. Because yes. Lecter sees that and goes, "Oh, she likes what I like. I'm on board." Again, I'm the romantic or, here. I, 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 and Aaron, maybe, please. Okay. Like, I'm the romantic here. I don't think he wants to eat here. I think he just wants someone who will match his wit. And he, he feels like he, Clarice, he feels like Clarice matches his wit. She figured every of his acronyms out. She figured yeah, all of his like, stuff out. She that's kept going back at him. She's it's like, like it's, I figured it, it out. It's the Riddler for Batman. He loves when he solves his riddles. Like, yes, yes, someone gets it. Finally. You you understand me, okay? So I want to keep playing. This is Hannibal you, you, Lecter's. When you human, find someone who will play a game with you, you don't just quit and re- you don't just stop the game. You don't you eat keep them. playing. This is Hannibal Lecter's human need to be understood. Yes, correct. Yes, I think maybe he was Hannibal Lecter was sexist and wouldn't f- think that a young female officer would pose a threat. And he let his which I'm not opposed to. Which it's possible, but I don't know. Which I'm not opposed to, but I could see him going. Oh, okay. I thought it had a nemesis in this uh, beautiful hairlined uh, doctor, but this woman here is matching my weight much better than this fine Chianti. But are, we're you, not are you worried about your hairline, buddy? You've been uh, putting out the hairline of a lot of actors. My hair is going real thin, but en- enough about the hairline. I, I'm uh, about to eat my old friend. Let's talk about Chianti, <laughs> but we didn't have Chianti. Uh, we, had we had beer. Two very big beers. And dear listener, I apologize. We are all buzzed. <laughs> No, we are all but I'm so ripped. the first beer is ten and a half percent alcohol. Let Dan right. do the beer well, let me, part. Let me let me Aaron, It was nine point nine. Aaron, Aaron, we're, we're, this we're, is like four this real is, beers. This is this is like the time in the podcast where we're going to start talking about beer. This is the time when we'd have an ad. <laughs> yes, yes, and no. So silence of I'm I'm Doctor Hannibal Lecter. <laughs> Movie and a beer brought to you by Scotch Bright. Uh, keep lambs. your windows clean for your all jail sales and uh, yeah. Okay. So. Okay. I, I was up in the Van Tucky buying some alcohol and I was at a store that will not be named because we don't want to endorse them because it's a big corporate blah, 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 blah. Gotcha, gotcha. Anyway, oh, so a big, it was a big store uh, by the Vancouver Mall. That, that, wine, that wine place then. That Aaron, wine calm place. down. So I, I, no. I was looking on the shelf and I was like, hey, I want to get something that the logo and or label and or just whatever. I was like, this is a big dark movie. I want something that reminds me of Silence of the Lambs. That's what you went in when it said, right? Correct. And then when they said, we don't have anything like that, sir. We don't have any moth beer. <laughs> we don't have any moths. I was looking for I something logo, I, like on the label, like something cool. I mean, they could have recommended Foster's. Oh, jeez, yes. No, let's, I, Foster's is not actually Australian. You know that, right? I know that, but I'm so proud of that joke. It is funny. <laughs> so I ended up with a couple of beers. When did I become the Aaron of this podcast? <laughs> when Brian left. <laughs> no! There's there's two beers. One's from Washington. One's from Idaho. The first one we had was from Idaho, or Idaho, or however you want to say it. And this is attempted murder, Imperial Stout from Bombastic Brewing. Bombastic Brewing. Aaron, do you want to read the 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 can? Because yeah, I'm so, happy to. As soon as I find where it says something, Hayden, Idaho. Beer brings us together. Imperial Stout with a silky body, aged on vanilla and cinnamon, smooth and rich, without a hint of subtlety. Oh, yes. no subtlety! I should record no that with even subtlety. more of a radio um, voice. Well, so, well, so it's well, a the, decadent wave of roasted malts unfolds, enveloping the tongue with notes of dark chocolate, espresso, yeah. and hints of charred oak, with notes of 
Hot spicy cinnamon. Where are you I reading mean, that? That's not I, on the can. I wrote that. I wrote that. <laughs> <at the> original. <laughs> no, actually, if you go to their website, Dan's a beautiful wordsmith. If you go to you their website, it's hilarious. So I was looking up. I'd never heard of this company. I'd never. I was yeah, like, I right, have look it up. And they have this is what the AI says about our beer, it, and it has like literally five paragraphs about each of their beers that are like that. It's just like paragraph on so, paragraph so, on paragraph. So, so this is Chat GPT describing their Chat GPT if describing I can, the beer. So, interrupt so, though, I don't. I don't like stouts generally. I find them to be too intense, mm-hmm. too like heavy on the palate, too yeah, like the palate know, makes too, sense. too bombastic to take the word from the yes. numer the the the. Sorry, Blake, but uh, yes. like, no, you're right. But, but this stout was phenomenally eyes. good. Like it, I could, oh, I could yeah. it's a gentle. There was soft. vanilla. There was cinnamon. It, I felt like it was it was chocolatey. It, yep. it had this viscosity that was like kind of thick and heavy. Yeah, it was like drinking yeah. like the the drinking equivalent of a warm blanket during winter D- time. Dan yes. nailed it when he said the heat isn't from the alcohol; it's from the cinnamon. Yeah, correct. And there is, there's, there's a cinnamon strength. Red, red I thought hot. initially when I drank it, I was like, oh, so you smell the cinnamon and, and a lot of cocoa and a, a touch of vanilla on the nose. Uh, yeah. If you pour it into a, a tulip we pour them or into, something. These are tulip glasses? Tulip glasses. We, we pour it in the tulip glasses. These are big you, tulip you, glasses. You, I, so my suggestion is do a soft pour for the first half and the second half. Which is like a, a 45 pour. degree pour from the gentle, glass. Gentle off the glass to start and then hold it above it mm-hmm. when you pour the rest to get a nice foamy head. Yes. So, and yes. you will get all those aromatics. It was a solid freaking inch and a half, two inches of dark tan, almost mm. brown head that just pushed out all these wonderful effervescence of just like cinnamon and cocoa. And it was yeah. just really, really pleasant on the nose. And then just to sip it and as it warmed. So uh, it Dan, if I really can ask, good. like, I mean, I know when you, when you do a proper pour, if yeah. you can use that, that, that word for like, what is a proper pour? You'll you'll have you know um, most of the glass will be kind of just the the liquid the of the beer, yeah. and then there should be some proportion of head. And I know Correct. that the head it kind of aerates the beer somewhat. Yeah. Yes, it does. Mm-hmm. It will mm-hmm. kind of the more volatile compounds in the beer will will you know aerosol out. And yes. oh, sorry, I hit your mic, Blake. I apologize. <laughs> You're fine. You're fine. But aer- aerosol. I was fine. gesturing, dear listener, of like how an aerosol yeah. works with my hands. It was yes. like fluttering up and away. You know, yes. as an aerosol he punched does. me. And yeah, just just what you wait. I'll punch it. No, I'm <laughs> less less it volume went. to more volume, or more volume to less yeah. volume. Yeah, so if it's yeah. compressed and it's more dense, it'll go to less dense, which is yeah. in the foam. But is there kind of an optimal ratio of like how much foam, a, how much foam do you want to really a great question activate so, those aerosols and get those wow. compounds that are gonna like fly out and and get into your nose and your olfactory? Like you're gonna hate my answer. It depends n- on the beer. I hate I that mean, answer. No, I, I understand. That <laughs> no, makes sense. No, Blake, I it hate depends, that answer. No, it Aaron, it makes sense. It really like, depends on the beer. It's, okay. it's not one kind of beer. It's not like it's all well, Bud Light. It's not so all then, the same for every like, beer. The elevator pitch, what would you say then? Like, What are the what are the factors you consider for like more okay. head or less head? My my suggestion is going to be question. the darker the beer, the more head it should have. Why is that? Because Thank you, Aaron. The higher the alcohol content, it's going to mean that it has more sugars and it's going to have less CO2 in it uh-huh. and you want that CO2 to release in order to get the aromatics. So that's why when you like, you see something on nitro, it's like all foam and then uh-huh. it starts settling out. Oh yeah. Same kind of thing with this. It's it's going to be, you want to pour a little bit of the liquid and have about a half a glass of the liquid and yeah. then pour yeah. higher and just get more of what's called hard pour where you're getting more activity between. You're aerating. You're aerating as it hits 
hits the glass so, and then it's so going to create more foam, which then gives it an opportunity to exchange gas, which is going to give you the aromatics. You know, I feel so dumb because it just occurred to me tonight that this is the beer equivalent of a, like a wine carafe. Correct. Like you, you aerate a wine to release oh, some of those yeah. flavors yes, and do. to like get some of those volatile compounds to, to, you know, go up into the air so you can smell them. Cause when you, when you eat something, it's not just your, your palate on your tongue. It's yeah. your, your nose is doing more than 50% of the heavy lifting oh, yeah, yeah, for yeah. how you, and it Taste just it. occurred to me now, I feel like such a dummy. Just occurred to me now that, <laughs> that that that's the beer equivalent of a wine craft to, to aerate those volatile compounds. No, it totally is the same. So, oh my god! So this, so, is, this is forty-seven IBUs. So let's talk about that for a moment. This hit me has the IBUs, baby. absolutely zero bitterness in the flavor profile, but it is a forty-seven IBU beer and ten point five percent. So there's a lot of residual sugar. It's a heavy beer. Now none of us have it in front of us because we drank it. Pretty quickly. Dan, like, well, I knocked, I, Dan I knocked out a bottle, a can you, and a half. You and Dan drank it. Wait, like, I, I let it warm up, and I thought it was even nicer around yes, cellar temp. It, it was really like good softer. around cellar temp. Yeah. It got a lot softer and rounder. And, yeah. and again, any little heat that I thought that was on it to begin with was cinnamon, cinnamon. heat and not alcohol heat. It hides the alcohol really, really well. Well, As you can tell, it, listeners were a little tipsy from that. Well, and a shout out to Bombastic because to I think they're 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 kind of camouflaging the alcohol with that cinnamon. Yeah, what a stroke of genius to hide yes. one form of heat with another in a way that that's palatable and tastes really as, good. As cinnamon a home brewer and, who's done that, yes, it works uh, uh, very. You absolutely brilliant. have, <laughs> and it's gotten me in trouble a couple of times. No, it's it's brilliant. It's brilliant. So <laughs> I will say, no, yeah, and, and uh, check the Instagram for the the can art. I took some photos so I could share it. It's a couple of crows well, just glaring at each other. I don't think other. we ever it's mentioned attempted murder, attempted murder, a period stout is it the is name of the year. Well, we mentioned an, the brewing a murder company. of crows has to be three, right? So it's yes. only two crows. It's an attempted, attempted, very clever. Attempted murder. Um, no, I Which love uh, Hannibal Lecter attempted murder. Sure, yes. makes. No, he full on murder a guy. But no, I, 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 I would say. That was all no, before. So I would say <laughs> as the, uh, the beer, as the beer movie expert. This matched the first half really, really well. It's yeah. a slow burn. I mean, I would slow say slow burn. burn, but we got so much in the first 20 minutes of the movie. Yeah. And then it just calmed down. Uh, uh, Cleary Starling was investigating the Buffalo Bill case. And then... How much this. of the flavor changed as it warmed up? I don't think it did. It didn't. No, it, it got, like, I think it got a little, little softer, a little rounder. I think some of the more, more okay. elements okay. came out. Okay. I, I liked it more when it was around 55. Tepid, that, like, you yeah. you yeah. made it a comment about that. Yeah. 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 And we had poured the... Like I said, we had poured these into tulip glasses because I was like, I don't want to drink this out of the can. This right. Is, that would be insulting. Yeah. This is not a cheap beer. N- a, now, listeners... Be, I, I have faith that having bought it off the shelf... Not out of a cooler. Ooh. The alcohol percent would help prevent it from being heat struck, which it did. And so this had no off flavors. Yeah. This was very clean. Your unnamed wine to go franchise was yes. uh, <laughs> like, it, it did right by this beer. I will say too, like, I'm not typically a fan of stouts. I find them yeah. to be kind of too intense. But yeah, this you, one, you, you, you've I really balanced really liked. well. Balanced really yeah. well. And, and it, again, at 10 plus percent, I, I am amazed at how well it tastes. So, so Dan, oh, is there gosh. another, if someone had no access of, Tulip glasses. If someone only had pint glasses, would that work? Yeah, I mean, it's just just make sure you pour at least half the beer with with the glass angled so it doesn't with, with about foam a forty five degree, degree angle. With degree angle. Of, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of, okay, 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 and then do the rest at a high pour, like 
hold but the like, can the, or the glass. The can the away bottle, from the glass, like about up, up above, a, a couple inches away. Okay, and that way okay. you get a lot of effervescent activity between what's going on in the I, glass and the and yeah, I yeah, I did I tried sense. to be fancy and like well, I like how we all really. did a visual thing for a, 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 a <laughs> an audio podcast, and I realize I realized the pro. Yes. No, describe no. what you're doing. I, I, I got it too. Aaron, <laughs> I got it too. Halfway through, I was like, nobody can see this. We're, yes. we're, we're stupid. And I love we're, it. We can think about but yeah, it. And so we're, too we're, we're like if four real beers. Right, if, if you're so, able to get a bombastic brewing oh, in drinking for this movie. Try to get a glass. And, yes. uh, so, like, Dan, drink, you it, said, drink it open. You said this was out of Idaho? Like, Idaho, yeah. Idaho. So their distribution's probably going to be Rocky Mountain. But if we Mountain got somewhere at a, a large... in Idaho. I want to say that, that may not be where they're originating out of, but I think it is. But I, it, It's frustrating because I think this is one of those breweries that it's like we produce one location and then we distribute other locations. Oh, it's not They don't have a tap room where they are. I could be wrong, but I, I tried looking it up and it was very vague online. They have a nice website that talks about their beer, but that's about it. From what we know, if you see a bombastic brewing, pick it up. It is good pick stuff. Pick up a four pack. They and from what I saw on their website, they do have about a dozen different styles okay. that they well, around, and this is one of their that's exciting. So, Dan, if I can ask, uh, th- there is uh, a logo on here for the mm-hmm. Independent Craft Brewers Association. Yes. So. It, about pre-pandemic, about a year before the pandemic. So 2018. Yeah, the uh, um, well, 2019. The American Brewers Association or ABA or 2012. Not, not even of the American Homebrewers <laughs> Association. So the the North American Brewing Association put out a need to label who's independent and who's uh-huh. not because there was a lot of confusion between like Keystone. Or craft, craft brewing. What is craft and what is not. And right. it's based on the definitions that are utilized for tax purposes, which is if your overall company The ownership. You, the overall ownership. The ownership, not the how individual company. How many barrels company, per year, right? How many barrels per year? What do you distribute? So companies that have recently been sold outside of AB InBev, who are now owned by a smaller company and have a smaller distribution channel. So, uh, AB InBev and Hauser Busch InBev. Yes. Uh, I think Diageo is the other main yeah. player so in the industry. So there's yeah. probably three big industry players that own everybody right. that is producing anything except for like Sam Adams. So it's like Diageo, and AB InBev, and then is it maybe, uh, I don't know who's the third. Molson Coors. Molson Coors. Okay, yes. thank yep. you. Yep. They, they own pretty much all the big beer distributors. So if you see it in one state and then see it in another and another and another, that's done. They have local production, but it is all owned by the parent company. So Right. And it's they, the parent company that defines barrel how production. Correct. And how you are then classified. So when it I comes d- to just, brewing competitions and the 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 oh world yeah. at large, and as well as distribution rights and your access to ingredients and stuff, so yeah, I mean How? it's 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 hard to be able to compete with somebody who has access that to volume. those things at volume versus I am a mid tier or lower tier, and I can't compete because you bought them all and I can't get them. So if I can derail for a second and kind of ask. Like based oh, on just my, a second. My, just a second. my current drinking habits, how long would it take me to drink one entire barrel of beer? Oh my gosh. Like half barrels are what they sell in kegs. So what you see, those those big ass round okay. kegs they sell that, that you see at a, a bar or so, a restaurant that they're changing out, that is a half barrel. So that let's say, all right, I three drinks a week. How many drinks are in a half keg? Okay, so let me step like, we'll back. Let's just say imperial pints. Uh, like five gallons. 
Good Lord. Will a, give you, which is what I brew 10 gallons. So I have two. Five gallons will put me in the hospital. <laughs> two pony kegs or, or six bowls or whatever you want to call them, or uh-huh. fifth or sixth barrel. I have. Is that a growler? About 38 to 42 pints. 38 pints in a half keg. Well, let's just say 40. Make it easy. Okay, 40. Easier Round it off. Okay. And that's one sixth. One sixth of a, like a barrel. Correct. Okay, so then 40 times six, 240 is going to be our barrel. So 240 pints, which if I'm drinking like three a week, that is several weeks. Years. <laughs> no, give me an exact number, Aaron. Do your Don't math. say several. You brought do it your up. baker math, dude. Okay, so that's why I'm tipsy. I can't do this. That's, that's let, why let they only this, sell them. Let me check this gallon of in, water. In, in <laughs> one fifth, one fifth, one sixth, one fifth, or half barrels is the common denominator. Because you're not going to get a whole barrel in a kegerator or refrigerator that you're going to serve it out of unless you're which at a brewery. Sense. Unless yeah. you're at a brewery. Yeah, and yeah, they don't, yeah. They don't make the equipment it, it, for It's that. made for you to take home and right. share with your friends. So so you can easily Google how many so, how many drafts, how many pint drafts are in a half barrel. If I'm, if I'm, if I'm drinking three pints a week, which is maybe about my, my, my normal consumption. I can uh, see that. Uh, it would take me a year and a half to get through a barrel. Because there's 80 pints in a barrel. And so a year and a half of drinking, and it's is it 500,000 uh, barrels for, to be an independent brewer or not? I, uh, 500,000 times a year and a half. I'm waiting to talk about the next they're, year. They're saying so. <laughs> 750,000 years for me to drink all the production so, of one independent brewer. That's Jesus. what they want to Perfect. Right, 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 right. So the half barrel, which is what you would normally Before see. Before recorded history. <laughs> As We're the, talking tribal humans, not larger, even tribal humans. The larger keg is about 125 pints. 125? Uh, I did 80. Okay. No, it's 125 per half barrel. Oh, my math is wrong. So 125, and if you're doing... I'm dividing by three, so that's going to put me at 41 years to drink this barrel of uh, yes. hypothetical Why beer. Why three? And imagine if there's... That's my three, three pints a week. Oh, okay. Thank so, you. So imagine if they're selling it at... Five, seven, eight dollars a pint. How much profit that bar is making on that forty dollar half barrel keg of PBR? Okay, because it's literally forty dollars for. But a half they barrel. they got to pay their staff. They got to pay for real estate. They got to pay a liquor license. Oh they got to pay for food. They got to pay and then for may, wasted food. May I break in to talk about the second? Taxes. May I break in to talk about the second beer we drank? Because yeah, we got way, way reservations. I was just, I was just wondering. I'm like, here for Aaron. Aaron I'm here for it. I love it. But guys, well, I was trying we to have like, a second beer to talk about. We do, we, I have to go to we do, bed. We do have a second beer. I was trying to personalize like what's the level of production for a, a craft. Brewery. I love it. I'm here for it. I love it so much. But you guys are getting but real in the weeds. You want to go the giant made of shadows, Belgian yes. style, strong. It was ale. delicious. Strong ale from Silver City. Dan, his are those stats, baby. Bremerton, Washington. So this is 20 IBU, 9.9 ABV. So this 9. is 9.9. Dang. Dark multi Belgian style ale, which is dark fruit caramel and coffee characteristics. So mm. this has Columbus and Mount Hood, which are both high acidity. So you're not getting a lot of flavor from the hops. That's why it's 20 IBU. It's like, it's all high alpha acidity to start in the boil and then it just burns off because they want so, the sorry, malts. Bur- what do you mean by burns off? I'm not trying to do a bit. When, I'm, I'm right, just curious. So, like burns off so and burns off the skin. No, 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 no. <laughs> like Buffalo Bill? <laughs> yeah. He cuts it, bro. Oh my gosh. 
Yeah. So it burns off. Right. Burns so off what? When you boil something. Yeah. And you have those chemical compounds that are bound together through. It aerates. It aerates. It it oh. destroys. Okay. Boiling okay. destroys the chemical compounds that hold the flavor and then the aromatics and things that then release when it's allowed to release. Uh, it boils them off. It it destroys okay. those bonds okay. in the boiling process. And, and so, some of the residuals will escape into the air, becoming an aroma, and some of it will correct. escape into the liquid. Okay. And get cool, bonded cool, cool. to the liquid, and that's Thank what you. you taste. That's what the tasting right profile on. is. Yes. So I wanted. No, it's math and science. I love it. Thank you. Uh, speaking of so, math and science, marketing. So behold, <laughs> behold, behold the giant. This strong, dark, malty Belgian style ale is rich with dark fruit, caramel, and co- oh, you read this, Dan. I'm so sorry. You read. This. It's all good. Keep reading because <laughs> it doesn't matter at that point. It's stupid it's idiot. Behold the great. No, the giant. Uh, this strong. <laughs> This strong, dark, multi-Belgian style ale is rich. Caramel and coffee character. Caramel, dark From the shadows, not from the giant. Correct. Okay, good lord. So this is a really thinner Belgian beer. It wasn't funky at all. Not at all. No, No not Belgian funky, not farmhouse, not weird. It tasted a little tart. A little wild, but not funk. There's mm. no wild funk. It just Ooh. tasted a little tart, which I really appreciate because it's like mm-hmm. I hate I hate tasting gym socks in my beer. No, I, I love that. See, I, I that. love gym socks. I, I love that. the funky. Ugh. Well, love- you're a pervert, Aaron. So uh, neither no, here nor there. Blake, why <laughs> do you bring that? He's up? been to Asia. You're He's skinning people pervert. all day. No, I uh, uh, yes. I didn't get a uh, you know skin or sock flavor or anything. I thought it was just strong. It was a really strong tasting beer. Wait, I, I feel I feel terrible as a writer ale. not having anything b- beyond just strong, but it was it's a, like a strong flavor. It's so just boom, boom. The malts were thin there up was, front there, there on the palate. Character. It, the malts were thin. It almost had like a wine characteristics in the amount of acidity and and tannins that hit your tongue in the mid right. in the back. I, okay, it dried I out a bunch, uh, and there's still some in that glass right there. If you there need is, to if you want to try some, you you can't. So if you need to refresh your palate, so there was stone nice. fruit, dried fruit, I, a lot of plum and pear. Plum and pear. What's interesting? I tasted that acidity, and I called it yeah. bright because yeah. I associate uh, uh, bright and acidity together. It's sort of the same flavor family as like you know like citric. Stuff yes. and what's going on, but the Capri marketing sense. calls it dark. Well, it is. It's, it's a dark beer. You it can't is dark, see through like, it, right? So the co- it, it's coloration, literally a dark beer. It is. But I was thinking the fl- flavor-wise, like there's a lot of that acidity that shows up. It, yes. And to me, bright is one of the words that I associate with that kind of acidity. Uh, but it is a dark beer. That, like so, like technically, from a technical perspective, I am wrong. No, n- no, and yes, you're I, wrong a you're, lot. You're Aaron. wrong and right. <laughs> Jody Foster's so, the best actress ever. <laughs> so, you're right there, but you're wrong about so the acidity. The acidity is there <laughs> simply because I think that's the Lucky. alcohol burn. That's the alcohol showing up because it is a nine percent beer and it's right. it's got a shallow malt. So there's some as opposed to as opposed to the previous one, which had the cinnamon burn. Correct. So less. Less alcohol, more just hot well, for flavor. It, it so. masked the alcohol. Yeah, that cinnamon mask with the cinnamon the burn. Yeah, yeah. whereas yeah. this yeah. didn't have anything to mask the alcohol. But, but so I you really just like this one. Like, this for, is for the, really, for the really movie. Nice beer. For the movie, this one matched it perfectly. Like it gets more intense. There's more like wild shit happening. So, so listeners, this, this, if this you beer like, just kind of kicks. If you like prunes that have been soaked in alcohol, Ooh. this beer is for you. 
what's the Japanese liqueur that has that like plum brandy? Uh, uh, Omeji? Omeji? I, I, I can't remember what I, it is. I should don't know. There's a plum brandy listener that's really good. It's from Japan. If you ever see it, try it at least once. It'll <laughs> it'll mess you up, but it's very good. <laughs> yeah, as this beer will also mess you up. And I, I want to say that I was hesitant to buy two really big alcohol beers for this movie, but this was a very, very heavy movie. That it's a two-hour movie. Allow yeah. itself to grow a little bit, yeah. and it aged, and we, we had the opportunity to warm up to the characters. I was going like to say, I can't tell if you're talking about the beer or the movie at this point. That's the whole That's point. An excellent it's point. Like, it's, there's a segue between the two, and I, I want to emphasize that if you do want to sit down, if you've never watch this movie take the opportunity to find something that will warm up nicely yeah now if you're not going to drink alcohol drink whatever but if you are going to find something to kind of watch this movie with and drink this movie with i would suggest something darker i would agree with that like something that tastes different when you first open it when you first get out of the fridge and then when you get to a point where the glass is almost empty it tastes wholly different so I, I, well, I, I'd say, I, I mean, this is a movie that rewards kind of an attentive viewing. Yeah. It's a psychological thriller. Uh, so like no jump scares. There's almost None. no jump scares here at all. There's some uh, side swipes and some yeah. really beautiful camera angles and some right. reflective work that works with the but, camera. But yeah, that's about but this, it. The, this movie is entirely about the human condition and how, how so messed up some humans can be that it's creepy. And so I think, like, if you're if you're going to drink yeah. something, like, we had two very heavy beers, and they both matched the movie well. I, I think if I was watching this kind of on my own, or maybe with one friend, I might have just like one old fashioned, and like, and that call it good Ooh, because that's a good call. Uh, Slow sipper, let that let yeah. the ice melt yeah, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Yes, and water uh, it down. Uh, and every thirty minutes, just a real a real casual well, sip, a kind of like a, a sip that lets sip. that like yeah. all those flavors linger. Purposeful, sip. but. If you get tipsy like we did, I, I'm sure there was stuff in this movie that I missed. And I kind of regret that to some extent because I recognize the artistry of this film. I recognize the supreme competence of like the sound design, the yeah. acting, yeah. The, the the script and the characters were all extremely well done. Other oh, th- other, my agreed. only complaint, my biggest complaint was, oh my God. The credit pre-roll and post-roll. <laughs> Boy, so you are not quite about it. <laughs> You're not and ready then, to let that go. And then how many people do you know have the title of? What is it? Moth Wrangler and Stylist. Yes. I like, there was also an assistant. I like 19 dudes that do that on a regular basis. Really assistant Moth Wrangler and I'm Stylist. An, I'm an assistant Moth Wrangler and Stylist. Which I think was yeah. actually Moth Breeder because moths live for like 12 days. You can't shoot a movie oh in 12 days. God. Um, uh, Quitter alert, bro. <laughs> Dude. No, uh, moth assistant is moth breeder. We all know that. Like, that's just facts of life. They watch them breed, and it's all good. Yeah, I'm just going to watch you in your little, I don't know, I'm just going to feed you whatever moths eat, and you're going to, you know, be happy. I'm going to stuff you down a a poor murdered girl's throat, and then it'll be a clue for a a homicide. The, The chrysalis will allow you to find me. And you'll transform. Into Buffalo Bill. Into someone dead. Wow, that's disappointing. I thought. W- would you podcast me? Better. I'd podcast me. <laughs> <laughs> right. I, at I win. Time, at this I win the time, podcast because Blake just won. We're, gonna, we're we're done. Also, we we this is a long episode. We appreciate you, listeners. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. So all the opinions. I wonder expressed, what it's like to listen to this. Sober. All, all of the opinions expressed in the taping this recording are those of the hosts, and if you don't. Hydrate. You're gonna dehydrate. Bam, 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 
bow, bow, put the bow. lotions on, or he gets the hose. No, put the, wa- put the water the in the body, or it, it gets the hose again. He gets the hose. You, gets do the you hose like the hose, again. Aaron? Do you want to get hosed? I'm are already you, hosed. Are you? <laughs> are you in that pit with that poor girl? I'm thinking if I'm gonna call in sick to work tomorrow. Oh no! I might just for fun. <laughs> right. All right. So thanks for listening. I, this has been a great episode. Happy Halloween, everybody. Uh, the, the opinions expressed here are he said solely that, that he did. This is like the marketing copy oh, no. that I repeated. Oh, I missed it. I'm sorry, yeah, man. No. I said hey. it really fast while you were talking. But you know oh, what? Sorry, I missed. Man. I missed the marketing copy when he did that too. Oh, we missed. Hold on. Uh, fist bump. Yeah. All this is going to get cut out. So, all right. Thanks oh, for listening, everybody. Boo. Boo. <laughs> Thanks for Shut listening, Dad. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. Why don't you guys uh, close us out? Well, this is Aaron. I want to thank you for listening, and uh, I hope, listener, that you find whatever's precious to you in your life. Hold it close. Don't let anybody take it from you. Precious. Precious. I'm Blake. I want you to watch Silence of the Lambs. It's a pretty good horror movie with the psychological tilt, and that's all it is. Aaron's screeching at me with his hands (laughs) out. (laughs) No, I'm not. I'm just laughing because I set you up with precious. I, I freaked out. I panicked. I'm sorry. All right. Thanks for What's, listening. Thank you, thank you for listening. I'm so sorry. What's the time to play a golem crossover that we all want? Like, no, it's not. All right. Thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs>